Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Jessica Wells about her wishes wedding at Walt Disney World. And I wanted to have Jessica on the show because she did a masterful job of sticking to the minimum and was actually under the minimum. And so you'll get to hear what fun things she got to splurge on in order to meet the minimum. And I thought she would have some great tips for you who are wondering, is it really possible to have a Disney wishes wedding for the minimum or close to the minimum? And the answer is yes. So welcome, Jessica. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Let's start off and just tell us a little bit about why you guys chose a Disney wedding. So I kind of always wanted a Disney wedding, but I never really thought that it was going to be an option. And when Ryan and I moved away from Florida, where all our family lives, we went to North Carolina after we graduated college. And Uh, We were looking at venues, and we knew it had to be in Florida because that's where most of our family was. Half of it is in South Florida and half in North Florida. And Disney just happened to be smack dab in the middle. So it worked out well for traveling purposes for our family, and we had some international guests coming in. So having the international airport and Disney's basically a one-stop shop for wedding planning, so it made it easy on our part. So it was just the convenience of having it all right there. That's great. Now, this is interesting because one of the ways that wishes couples cut down on their costs is by lowering their guest count. But with you having family from both sides in Florida, how many people did you end up having? Well, I ended up inviting 50 people. And up until maybe two weeks before the wedding, I was under the impression that there would be 40 people, including Ryan and I. But about two weeks before the actual wedding, they started dropping and we ended up with 34 total. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's a good manageable number and it certainly helps with cutting the costs. Yeah, it did. (laughs) Were people pretty excited about coming to Disney for your wedding? Did they expect you to have your wedding at Disney because they knew you were big Disney fans or? They joked around about it when we first got engaged because Ryan actually used a hidden Mickey to propose to me. Ah. But we didn't really consider it until about four months after we were engaged and looking at other venues. But then when I actually did decide to go with Disney, most of them were pretty excited about it. There were, of course, the few that mock the Disney wedding and (laughs) (laughs) don't really understand why anybody would want to get married at Disney World. But majority of them were actually really excited. That's great. So then what locations did you guys use and how did you choose those? So we ended up at Seabreeze Point Aerials in the Beach Club, and it really came about because of convenience and because the location of those two cut down on transportation costs. So when I was looking at venues, I knew I had to have two that were within walking distance, 
and they had to be pretty well decorated. So that cut out all of the ballroom kind of spaces that are empty that you would need a lot of decoration for. And it really cut out the wedding pavilion entirely because all of the spaces that are around there are kind of ballroom-esque and they need more decorations than the boardwalk locations do. And it also cut out all of the in-park options because you would need transportation for those. So I was left with Seabreeze Point, Atlantic Dance Hall, The Attic, and Aerials. Originally, my contract was signed for The Attic, and I signed my contract sight unseen because when we first started planning, we were going to keep our guest count under the 36 that we would need at The Attic. But then after crunching more numbers, we realized that we could invite a few more people. So I switched my contract to Aerials because it was the only one between Atlantic Dance Hall and that that actually fit in with our color scheme that we had already planned. Interesting. Yeah. So we really just narrowed it down until those were the only two that were left. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a really good point for people who are planning right now because what it highlights is that you have to make some major decisions at the beginning that can really affect your budget. So you guys knew right off the bat that if you could eliminate transportation and if you could pick a place that didn't need a lot of decoration, you'd save a lot of money. And I think for many of us, we go in and we just pick the places we like. And then once you're knee deep in planning, you realize, oh gosh, I'm going to have to bus people around or this ballroom's really going to take a lot of uplighting and accessories. So it's great that you were so prepared that you were able to save a ton of money right out of the gate. Before I actually signed the contract with Disney, I spent maybe three months thumbing through your book and going online and making an Excel sheet and just crunching numbers to see what everything would cost. So by the time we went to sign the contract, we hadn't seen the places, but we pretty well knew what our planner was going to say. <laughs> That's interesting. So now your locations that you chose you also liked the locations, I take it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, we'll just take this because it's the cheapest. <laughs> no. Um, so did you do much decorating at all? Did you add Disney touches or have a theme? Flowers were probably the lowest tier of what I wanted to have at the wedding. I didn't put much emphasis on that because Seabreeze Point's pretty beautiful on its own and Ariel's is pretty heavily decorated. So I knew if it came down to it, we didn't have the money that we would be okay without too much decoration. As far as theme, with Ariel's, you already have the fish that are hanging down from the ceiling, which are, I think they're adorable. <laughs> and it's Ariel's, so you kind of already have a built-in under-the-sea type theme. So we kind of went with that and I used my table numbers had little bubbles on them and some of the bubbles kind of came together and actually looked like a hidden Mickey. I had seahorses and just little kind of little sea creatures that played into the whole Ariel's kind of theme. We also had hidden Mickeys in my bouquet and Ryan's boutonniere, but that's really all we did with theming and Disney type touches. We didn't have too much. Okay. So it sounds like you had your priorities pretty well straightened out what you were going to spend money on, what you were going to save money on. What are some other places where you maybe splurged a little? Well, the food. I knew that I wanted to have good food there. And I knew that my dress was going to be expensive because I had to have that dress. And I ended up loving it. And I'm glad I spent the extra money on it. But those were the two things that we really spent most of our money on. Okay. And was there anything that you ended up having to cut that you missed? 
I cut my dessert party. <laughs> and I actually really regret that, but I reserved the UK upper when I signed my contract just in case we wanted to keep it. And then about six months in, I think actually at our planning session, I ended up letting the space go because I didn't know if we were going to want to spend the money on the dessert party. And then about a month before the wedding, I was like, you know, we probably could swing this if the space was still available, but it wasn't. So I waited too long on that, but it's okay. Oh, dang. Well, you'll have to have one for your anniversary. Yeah, we'll just have to go back and do it again. (laughs) Uh, So then what turned out to be your favorite memory of the day? My favorite part of the day, Ryan and I are pretty low-key people. So having a wedding reception and dancing and all of that and having people watching us was actually kind of stressful, I think, Mm. for the two of us. So I actually really enjoyed right after we were done taking our pictures and they brought us into Ariel's and it was just the two of us and they had some of our pre-reception food laid out and some drinks for us. And we had about 15 minutes where we could just talk to each other and talk to our wedding planner and eat some snacks and just relax before they let everybody in. That's great. Did anything go wrong or just maybe not turn out like you expected? There were little things that I don't think anybody else would have noticed except for me or thought anything of like our flowers weren't exactly how I would have pictured them. And I'm sure that's probably a recurring theme with Disney brides because you don't get to see a mock-up before your wedding day. They were still beautiful, but they weren't as full as I had expected. My leftover cake got thrown away, which I heartbroken because we loved that almond cake with the amaretto cream and we had been talking about it and looking forward to it since the planning session so when we only got to take a couple bites of our cake and then I watched the server carry our plates away and it was like one of those slow motion moments where you're like no don't take my cake but it was gone and then I asked our planner and she said the rest of it was gone so That's another thing we'll have to do when we go back is order (laughs) another cake. Yeah, that is shocking. That's making my heart hurt just hearing that. (laughs) Isn't it bad? (laughs) Well, you'll have to do another one. But honestly, I think that your anniversary cake should be on Disney because there's no reason you shouldn't have the extra cake. Yeah, we'll see. I filled out the survey that they sent and we'll see if they have anything that they can do to rectify it. But I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they don't offer anything. Wow. So now, was there anything when you were planning that seemed like a big deal and then turned out not to be? I think for me, it was actually the opposite because I was pretty laid back about all of the planning other than knowing what I had to spend and what I needed to stick to. But as far as I think makeup was the biggest thing that I wasn't really worried about and I wasn't prepared I didn't have all of these pictures and I wasn't like, these are the colors that I want. This is what I like and this is what I don't like. So when the girl did my makeup and I saw it, I was shocked and I I didn't love it at all. Hmm. So I think that I could have prepared better for that. And I wish I would have. That way I wouldn't have had that moment where you were just shocked when you saw yourself in the mirror. And did you have a chance to do a trial beforehand? I didn't. I didn't have a chance because we came down for just one day for our planning session and then drove back to North Carolina. And that was the only time that we came to Florida before the wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wish I would have done it. I know. And you think, well, like to have time to redo it, 
you would have had to build in like an extra hour or something. So it's almost like if you don't like it, there's nothing you can do about it because it's time to go out the door. Yeah, it rushed us. We actually had we had four girls there that were doing hair and makeup for myself, my five bridesmaids and my mom. And we had a little bit of extra time because things were going smoothly until they got to me. And then I had to have her take it off and redo it because there was just no way I was going out like that. But we were, it was pushing the envelope with the time. Got it. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. So then leading on from what we just talked about, you talked about maybe if you had had a chance to do a, a makeup trial, you would have done that. Is there anything else you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Makeup trial, I would have kept my dessert party. And everything else I was pretty happy with. There wasn't, I was thinking about it afterwards and I kind of asked myself the question, you know, if you had unlimited funds, what would you have done? And other than that dessert party, I can't think of anything else that I could have added that would have made it any better. That's great. Yeah. Actually, speaking of that, can you tell my listeners what you did get to add as a bonus when you found out that you were $600 under the minimum? We we crunched all our numbers and we were in the $10,000 minimum since we had a Monday brunch. So we never thought that we would actually be under that $10,000 minimum. And when we had some guests cancel, we ended up being $600 short and we decided to add Mickey Mouse because our other options were just more food, which we already had plenty of food. We could have added alcohol, but we didn't have that many drinkers. We could have added specialty transportation, but that wouldn't be much fun for our guests. It would have just made for some really cool pictures. But we thought everybody would really enjoy Mickey Mouse. And that was about a month before the wedding. And then in a span of those two weeks, we had more people cancel, which freed up more money in our minimum. And we said, well, why don't we add Minnie Mouse? Because if you have Mickey Mouse, you should probably have Minnie Mouse because we each have somebody to dance with. We could have one of those really cute pictures where Minnie's kissing one cheek and Mickey's kissing the other. So we added them. And I'm so glad that we did because our guests had so much fun with them. And it actually gave Ryan and I about 20 minutes during the reception where we could just kind of sit and relax by ourselves while everybody was trying to take pictures with them. That's a really good point. I've never really looked at it that way, but you're right. It's a wonderful way to kind of steal away because you're not neglecting your guests and uh -huh. they're having a great time. That's a good point. Yeah, and we we really wanted to just sit down and relax after that because it the day was just such a rush of emotions that it's just such an overwhelming day that it's not like any other day that you've ever had. And for me, I was just, it stressed me out having all those people looking at me. <laughs> okay, so you talked about choosing your location, eliminating transportation, didn't serve any alcohol. What are some other tips you have for brides or grooms who are trying to stick close to the minimum or just save as much as they can on their Disney wedding? Another thing we did, we originally thought we were going to use Disney Fine Arts Photography, but that would have eaten up about $4,000, which would have left us enough probably for food and maybe our ceremony space. And when I started doing the math, I realized that for the cost of the archival disc from Disney, we could probably get a photographer that would give us all of our pictures. And that ended up being true because I was able to book Regina for about $300 more than what we would have paid just for the disc of pictures. Wow. 
So we actually didn't spend that much more to have outside photography, and it gave us $4,000 in our Disney funds to spend. Wow, that's a great tip. Yeah, and we were able to work out a package with her where she forewent the engagement shoot, and she took away the prints that we would have gotten. So we only have the DVD, but we have 600 really great pictures from her, and you get to work with a photographer that you know and you choose and you free up like $4,000. So I think it was definitely worth it and something that everybody should consider, especially since they're allowed in the park now. Right, right. And good point about ditching the prints and the other printed products that come with your photographer's package, because most people today are making their own books or they're mostly sharing their photos digitally. And so sometimes you don't need all those products that the photographer sells as long as you have the images on disk. Yeah, and we can always go back and get the prints that we want, and we didn't have to spend the money right now after we've spent thousands on everything else. Exactly. When you think about the cost of the escape wedding, I think those end up being, what, probably $10,000 if you have a Saturday. Right, and if you decide to add a dessert party or any kind of catered meal. So sometimes, yeah, it could go either way. Yeah, and ours after taxes ended up being 12100 so it really wasn't that much more. And if you stick to those things, then I think you can get a lot out out of Disney. Well, this is all great stuff. Uh, Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? I will have the photos on my Facebook. And I can also send you some pictures after I get the DVD from her with the files. Great. Great. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. I think you've offered a lot of really great tips for couples who are interested in lowering the costs or making it possible for them to have a wishes wedding when they thought maybe they could only afford an escape wedding. And I really appreciate your taking the time. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com.